The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. The meeting with Bruce Flair doesn't go quite as planned, and our intrepid party is off investigating this strange being. What link does he have with Jonathan Horace? How old is he, really? What is his goal? Let's find out. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from the Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Find us on iTunes. If you like us, give us a good rating there on iTunes. It will help others find us on iTunes. We're also on Facebook. We have conversations with our listeners on Facebook. Join us there and check it out. Also, give us suggestions. Mickey regularly wants to hear, as we all do, suggestions, email, uh, Facebook, any way you want to send information to us, ask us questions, give us suggestions for um, shows, maybe even character suggestions, anything like that. And we are going to go around the table and say hi, and we'll even start with that person. Hey, everyone. This is Mickey. I play Mora, Mora the Thane, on the Dresden Files. Accelerated. Accelerated Role-playing version. game. Whatever. <laughs> here. In the show. JJ. <laughs> JJ here. Uh, I'll be playing Cletus Fitzhammer for Dresden's Files Accelerated, and I am a White Council Warden, Third Eye Addict, Policer of the Wizards. And this is Kurt. I am playing Jamie Anderson, a member of an old upstate family who likes to spend more time uh, out in the woods than he does socializing and being the rich dude. That doesn't sound right. Think Batman and Camouflage. Batman and Camo. Batmanouflage. This is Chris. I'm playing Victor Bartok, the Knight of the Cross and White Court Virgin. Uh, Father Victor. Bartok. Oh, yes. Yeah. Every time Chris says he's a, he's a virgin, it makes me laugh inside. Yeah. Because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of virgins, I am Joe, and I am the Game Master as we continue this Dresden Files Accelerated Role-Playing Game campaign. Um, just uh, to get everyone up to speed here, we've been playing now for, I think this is going to be our 14th or 15th episode, so we're almost halfway through the campaign. At this point, I'd like to have established who the good guys and bad guys are, and we're going to see a little bit, of more, little bit more of that as we continue with this episode. To give us a recap of our last episode, Chris and Kurt will uh, use their notes to let us know what we did last time. It's crazy. Sure, so Dead I'll start air. off. We were at the <laughs> Rutherford uh, with Jamie up in a tree... And uh, Mora inside. Uh, and long story short, um, a character emerged and uh, told Mr. Anderson that he needed to be inside in one minute. Actually, told Mora she needed to get Jamie inside in one minute. Um, and we figured out quickly he was someone not to be messed with. Jamie came inside. This character, who was kind of a tall, spiky, blonde-haired uh man in his 20s but with ancient eyes um, offered to Mora and Jamie uh, made an offer of uh, or allowed them to ask two questions um, they tried to figure out who he was and what his purpose in the upstate was uh, and did not get a crystal clear answer to either of those but did receive an offer to join him with no further information an offer that they declined at which point uh, this character who I think had told us that he uh, he's known uh, as Bruce uh, essentially disappeared into thin air with his two Gatling gun-toting lackeys whose eyes were, like, skinned over and super yeah. creepy. Uh, I could keep going, but Chris, you want to hop in? Yeah, uh, 
besides his two lackeys, the freaks with the Gatlin guns, he had hired some Pinkerton security guards who were also moonlighting as low-level thugs for Frank Moreland, who owned some adult entertainment businesses and some Gold's Gyms in the area. So our plan they was... They had their personalities. Like- oh, yeah, they were, they were mind-wiped, yeah. So there's definitely some uh, darkness going on with some magic. Uh, so the plan was to figure out, get some information on Jonathan Horace because we had uh, old information that he was had returned to the upstate. But it turns out, <clears throat> after doing some inv- investigation, that Jonathan Horace and Bruce are the same person. And Cletus was working with a detective under the name Lieutenant Konos from the mm-hmm. Greer PD. That uh, that's where we got the Pinkerton information. And uh, if you want to find out anything more, then. Uh, go down and ask the FBI agent, which I think we're going as with Dale Cooper on that one for now, to get any more information because he'll get in trouble. And he told us, yeah, Moreland has his fingers in a lot of illegal activity in the upstate. Um, Also, I failed to mention that Bruce had told us that he was uh, once a wizard, but was now something much more. He evolved from there. He evolved. So I think that was, those were the high points of the last episode. Okay. And, um, JJ, to get us started in this one, what was the thing you were talking about at the end of the last one? So I want to do a ritual spell, and it's going to do two things. It's going to convert the image that I hold in my mind's eye to some kind of um, outside image, like uh, either on a canvas or at your sketch. But I was also... I'm I'm reading through the ritual um, section of the book, and and it says that in order for, uh, to help ritual succeed, you should try to think of aspects that um, tie you closer to your end goal. And this is step one: name the effect. So summarize the desired outcome until you and the GM are satisfied. Um, so I Fitz will actually approach Father Bartok. And um, I'm going to explain this ritual in a way that, um, you know, Bruce is someone who has had to change, has had to give up prior lives. Correct me if I'm wrong, Father Bartok, but I believe that you have also left, you know, parts of your past behind. You have created new identities for yourself. That is correct. Would you be willing to assist me in this ritual as part of that idea, that aspect of shedding your old self? Definitely. I'm going to get this. Um, So what I would like to do is create the image and for lack of a better word, do a reverse Google image search on any kind of periodicals throughout the ages um, basically just okay. create like a, like a bibliography or something of picture. Like, is there any other medium out there that exists throughout history that he would have been documented on? Even like do this reverse Google yeah. image search almost. <clears throat> okay. And I'm and using, um, father Bartok as, um, a focus almost and myself as well. I, okay. I've also shed prior lives. Um, hmm. Really right. cool, and it, it is now. We now we go to. I'm just looking at the quick reference sheet, which is on page 254, which references ritual magic. It says it's on 168. I'm guessing is that where you're looking? Uh, 171. Well, ritual magic may start early. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, yeah. But what I'm looking at is the quick reference. It says 
you're determining your spell's effect um, uh, in terms of stunts and conditions, which determines a prep difficulty and costs. Then you do a preparation action to determine who chooses how you must pay the cost. So you're going to be rolling, I guess. And if, yeah. you, if you fail, then I choose the cost. If we tie, we split it. I choose a cost and you choose one. And if you succeed, I choose one cost and you choose the rest. And then if you succeed with style, you choose all of the costs. So we need to um, make a roll then. Because you're so, going to go against, I guess, add to the um, aspect that Mickey got, his past is overwritten. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be going against that idea. Yeah. Okay. Let's see how that works out. I got, I got, I got, I got that. I got this. Now, do, do I see. get to assistance from um, Father Bartok? Is there such a thing? All right. Teamwork. One or two allies can help you perform your action. Again, looking at the quick reference sheet, it references page 103. One or two allies can help you perform your action. When an ally helps you, they give up their action for the exchange and describe how they help. You get plus one for each ally that helps in this way. I would say, yeah. I mean, especially because Mora is on the hunt, and she has an aspect knowing that his past is overwritten. She can probably rule out some bad results from the search. Okay. All right, um, so I'm gu- I guess we roll first to try to achieve this. Yeah, and I got me a number. I have a three. I have a net net zero on my okay. dice, so it's just a plus three from focus. But okay. he gets however, a plus however, but he's however, teamwork. I'm using teamwork, and but. I believe as a magical practitioner, I get a plus two to rituals, and indeed I do. Okay. Uh, Thaumaturgy. Plus two to ritual. So I have a five. Okay. Or a six. So you have a six. Um, And if Mora is helping, that's a plus one. It was one other person helping? Because with teamwork, you can have. I thought it was Bartok. Two two allies. Well, she was going to help because she's on the hunt. So, yeah. I I said that. He can determine how many allies are allowed to help. Well, it says one or two. Okay. Teamwork specifically says one or two. So if you have two, then that brings your number to seven. Correct. In this case, that that puts you at um, higher by three or more. So that is the success with style. Because awesome. I had a four. Okay. And with that, you have to have costs. Um, yes. And you get to determine what they are, but they actually have to be costs that we agree to. So something has to be paid here. And let's say that because three people were involved in this, each person has to pay something. But I let you, ch- you choose what they are um, instead of me doing it. It, almost like a uh, eye for an eye, I think that each of us should have to give up a piece of our past that shows up to um, Bruce somehow. In this Ooh. case, then, what would have to happen is I want you each to give me um, an aspect, something from your past that I can invoke the next time you meet him. Or I can compel, not invoke, compel. So you don't have to think of it right now. But, right, I got one. But I need, yeah. So from, <laughs> from Bart, actually, I have my paper here. You can write it on your own sheet. Oh, yeah. But go ahead and write um, Just to create for a new Victor. aspect. Yep. You're going to write down something that I can definitely use against you for your past. Okay? And it can be short, you know, used to be in porn, because that can both be good and bad, right? Yep. Used to be in dungeon porn. That's more specific. I don't see how that would be bad. <laughs> Well, it could be used against you in a social situation. That's yeah, true. could it, be embarrassing. Is, is, uh, yeah. 
So is the cost agreed upon that we, we like this cost? I am fine with that cost because I'm asking one thing from each person who is involved. Make sure you write it down for yourself as well because if you can find a way to invoke it to give you a benefit, you can. it still works. But this is a new aspect that we are adding to your character. And that is something that the whole point there is to give Bruce ammunition. Okay. Okay, wow. So, let me think here. I, I, I'm sorry, did I throw you for a loop? No, because I have some information, but because of what you said, I'd love to give you more. For okay. now, though, I'm only going to give you some, uh, some bits. Um, because it's an image search, this is the part I didn't expect. What you're going to find... Um, wow, it, it goes back as far as... Um, when you're looking through, you actually see some parts of, like, cave drawings, the catacombs under France where they have different drawings and stuff. There's actually one picture that seems to show a tall guy with spikes of yellow at the top of his head, um, you know, with his hands spread out and people kneeling to him. That's, like, one of the images. Um, there's another image that shows a similar character, there's, it's pretty much the top half of the character is white, the bottom half is black, and there's yellow spikes over the top. And he appears to be trading lightning bolts with um, what could be uh, an old wizard. Think of the, the typical Gandalf look. Um, there's an image of that, these two, like, trading lightning bolts on a hilltop. Um, these are, like, paintings or something? Or almost everything is either a painting or a drawing, the, these old ones that I'm mentioning. Um, because this was a success with style and three people were involved and you're all paying a cost I want to give you more than just you found his picture in the National Enquirer right. um, is the, the one with the wizard yeah. or with uh, the Gandalf figure I mean, is, is this something that you would recognize as like a Christian god and devil or what I would say is Cletus might guess that it is the original Merlin the, the spiky-haired person is? No, the other one. I said Gandalf to avoid saying Merlin, but as a guess, Cletus, with his knowledge of wizards and the White Council and people that he's familiar with, um, would know about the original Merlin, and this would fit the period. Um, uh, let's see. And as you look at newer images, it seems like all of the old images that are drawings or paintings... Um, all of those images seem to have him as serving over somebody or fighting somebody. It's like he's holding people, he's holding his arms out and people are kneeling towards him or he's in battle with somebody. Those are the old, the, the uh, drawings and paintings. Um, newer stuff, you see uh, a black and white picture that, that when you had come up with a facial structure, the idea that you guys had figured out, it looks like, even in, the, in this black and white picture, he's clearly a guy with light-colored hair. It looks almost like white in the picture. And um, he is in front of a group of um, uh, military people. Think of, I'm trying to draw the picture of like Hitler in front of a bunch of his troops, and he's shouting out. This is the picture you see. He's up there on a, a, a pedestal, and everybody else is below him, and he's clearly... Kind of talking uniform. to them. What's that? <clears throat> kind of uniform. Like so he's yeah. either yeah. he's either overlord or fighting the final battle. Yeah, he's over something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then as time moves forward, the groups are smaller and smaller. Um, and the last picture you see of him, he is actually out um, 
leading the parade. And, and if I have this completely wrong, someone tell me. But my understanding is that there are parades like once a year or something in New Orleans, like a parade of the dead where they go yep. by graveyards and stuff. He is the person in the lead car. That's like the most recent picture. So th- that's kind of a timeline of him. It goes back, from what you can tell, it goes back over a thousand years because you had success with style. So I, what I get from that is that he has been leading his min- minions for a while. Like the, the characters change, but the, the story is the same. It's always, always him recruiting people. recruiting people. Yeah. So we didn't get any cave drawings or anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the first ones I mentioned was, because I know catacombs under France, they found yeah. drawings. You actually see one of the images that is pulled up with this reverse search shows what is probably him with some servants, or people at least bowing to him on their knees. This guy is very powerful to be around this he's, long. He's very old. Very old. Should have just, just said yes. I'm telling you. I like, I like that. In retrospect. <laughs> you know, we could have just went on to a different game like that. That would have been cool. No, I, I, I will say, you know, while he is very old, the past has a habit of coming back to bite you. Yeah. Um, all right. So this, this worked. Thank you guys very much for your assistance. Um, I was not expecting it to work that fantastically what does, what does, sorry what does the merlin reference mean to us um so what the merlin reference means is merlin was powerful during the time just before the downfall of rome mm-hmm. so right around like the 200 era like 80 200 um and merlin was the person who established the laws of magic that he's the one that says no more can you subjugate people you know we need to be separate from society he also started founded the council the white council correct and for our purposes similar to the book um the the whole merlin thing and king arthur was real it happened and it's from that era i mean the, the stories are skewed but yeah yeah but for our purposes Merlin is like the original Merlin. Now, in the White Council, the Senior Council, there's always somebody named as the Merlin. They're yes. the current head of the White Council. But when I, <clears throat> when I mention Merlin, it is the original, and that's what would, the recognition would be. And so that means he would, he's at least, you know, 1,800, 1,900 years old. I have a question for the GM. As characters, do Victor and Mora recognize that some sort of connection happened with Bruce and he now has an aspect of us? Yes. Actually, the way J.J. had described it, something that he sees like a flash of something happening, it would be, for a moment in your mind's eye, you get that flash. I was actually just thinking of Frodo when he flashes and sees the eye of Sauron. Same idea. <laughs> for that moment, you flash. And that's the first time that you actually see his face, Victor. Oh, okay. Okay. The first time you saw whose face? Bruce. Because he was outside at the ah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you see it just as clearly as the way it had been described, and it starts to make more sense. And then you realize he was looking right at you, too. Yeah. I see you. Well, so, he already knew everything about us, it seemed. Yeah. So now we, 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 have an, we have an actual portrait of him, too. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you have current pictures, pictures over the last 50 years. <laughs> so so you, can, you could 
you could easily spot him in a crowd, and you could show pictures to people. Have you we seen this man? We have a mugshot now. Yes, you've got a yeah. mugshot. We got a mugshot, and uh, see, th- and this this is this is JJ's limitation. Like I have With an APP. I'm I have curious. no yeah, APB, right? No. I I'm curious how much power I can call for on that. Um, well, let's put it this way: your search, you guys were able to find something. This is similar to the search that. Uh, Mickey and um, Kurt did when they were searching up uh, Moreland Enterprises, where yeah. a bunch of dis- different disparate things gave them some clues that they pieced together. I'll tell you now, just to make it short, when you go to the police department with this mugshot, it doesn't bring up anything. Okay. It's clearly a person, and he's been seen at these different places, but the pictures you got, it's like he was never tagged in Facebook. He's just part of other pictures, right. and you guys were able to piece this together because you were working together and, frankly, had a really good role based on the opposition that was out there. Um, taking the key features, the spiky blonde hair, the impeccably white shirt, or impossibly white shirt, and black pants, you pretty much see that theme throughout these pictures. If it was just facial recognition, you would have gotten a couple of pictures. Mm. So you got more than that because of working together. Literally, because of working together. You exceeded the number by three because you are all um, doing the ritual. So, I'm actually going to um, contact Marcus and ask him if he wouldn't mind uh, digging into uh, the Merlin's history and seeing if he can't cross-reference this specific fight that was um, if, if, if it got committed to art mm-hmm. then it was probably significant in some way yep. Yep. so I want to see if he can cross-reference that to anything more concrete than just an mm-hmm. image and just for the fun of it I'm going to say that some of the images you found were things that people have posted in like Dungeons and Dragons Facebook group saying describe to me what this fight would be what would you name this NPC or something like that yeah. this is where you pick some of these images from <laughs> Um, but you can tell, again, because of the outstanding role, that they're authentic art. And it's not just somebody's you know, graphic artist right. at, a, at a sketchboard somewhere. Um, I'd, I'd like to do the same with my Vatican contact, too. Like oh, that's them, good. Hey, I got these pictures now, and cool. what does this mean? So let's take those images, and we're going to say both sources will need to get back to you. Short yeah. answer. Um, but it's an interesting perspective, especially the guy, gosh, now I can't remember his name, at the Vatican. Rocco. Rocco. Um, he says, uh, because you, he, he was the one that gave you some of that information to begin with. Um, you know, Rocco tells you, I had I'd never considered it from this perspective before. I would love to look this up. And yeah. He's a bookworm. So yeah, totally. grabs the information from the email you send him, the, the links to the images yeah. you found. And, um, you know, he's like, wow, it'll take some time, but I'll look through. And he's got to go through the, the actual Vatican library, yeah. and he's got to do a visual search. As well as a computer search because um, things are cataloged differently. Old tomes and whatnot. Right. Just like I said, sure, all of everything in the Vatican Library is probably digitized at some point, but it's not tagged with this is Bruce Flair. Somebody's yeah, yeah, going yeah. to go gotta go tag everybody yeah, so he's, he's gonna have to go tag Yeah, so he's going to have to take that time to look. Um, and then Marcus, uh, I don't know who the librarian is in the White Council now because, at least in the books, the last guy who was in charge of all the record stuff turned out to be a really bad guy. Yeah, he did. Peabody. And I, yeah, Peabody. Sorry, spoiler. You, That's you, right. I'm like 20 yeah. books behind. Yeah. <laughs> I did finish the second one, though, last week. Spoiler oh, nice. alert. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is... No, I'm not reading anymore now that I know the yeah. librarian's out. It's not a big shock. 
Really? At least for me, it was. Sorry, there, I'm, there was, I'm just messing yeah. with you. But anyway, so I, I actually don't know if there's a current librarian because I don't think they ever went back to who took over. I don't think they did either. But so. whoever the current librarian is, same idea. He's very interested in that, especially because if this is true, then it's, um, it's an incident with the Merlin that had never been documented. Yes, and it's also... Like, yeah, like with Merlin, for, from, not the Merlin. And if it is truly Bruce this entire time, uh-huh. then... You know, I'm, I'm sure the White Council is also interested in that, in that yeah. Bruce angle. Well, they've been after him for decades, so, yeah. They've been after Bruce Flair for decades, yeah. um, and that was air quotes. But um, this guy is now of more interest. Yeah, maybe we can get more ideas with something of the moon and what he really is. Okay. Um, so there's a pause on that one while people are getting more information. People, your sources, um, Rocco and Marcus. What else? Um, so Frank Moreland stuff, the, the Moreland thing, right? I think that's our next lead. Yeah. I was going to say that. I mean, I think Jamie would be working on Frank Moreland because he, as far as we know, is a normal upstate businessman. Um, and Jamie, while he doesn't lean on them all that often, has plenty of, plenty of yeah. connections and ways in to find out about almost anyone around town. So being part of the upper class, right. I'm going to say just for kicks that, you know, part of the lower class or the underworld, let's call it the criminal element. In some ways, you would have some connection. Um, and uh, when you start to look into it, Frank Moreland is uh, also known as Louis Moreland. Because, um, well, let, me, let me just get my notes here for a second. Uh, about 10 years ago, he showed up and beat the old criminal underworld boss to death with a Louisville slugger and took over. Ah. So he's been called Louis for about 10 years. And it turns out that Frank Moreland is also the head of the upstate underworld. Wonderful. Yeah. A little Marcone action. Yeah. That's part of that, yes. So Similar to the Johnny Marcone character <laughs> in the books. If, if I recall correctly, we have one more source or one more breadcrumb in the FBI office. Yeah, and that one's really just to expose you to more widespread information than Greer City Police Department. And so I I will follow up on that then. Okay. Then let me take that opportunity to tell you that Field Agent Cooper, after getting your reference from Lieutenant Konos, will share with you information that will combine. So Jamie and Cletus will get some of this at the same time. Um Apparently, the FBI has been keeping an eye on Frank Louis Moreland for quite some time. Okay. Um, he's been in charge for about 10 years. And he, he uses um, Gold's Gym as a front for recruiting new muscle for his outfit. He calls it the outfit. Um, and the person, the field agent in the FBI is part of, um, gosh, what would you call it? X-Files. He's part of the X-Files group. Right, so they look at the supernatural, they, they, the oddball stuff as well. The black hat stuff. And he is also, because of your connection, he's also openly able to share information with you that it seems like um, he has uh, some kind of magic guy on retainer that he can just call up whenever he wants. 
and it's something that has really been messing with the with the FBI's ability to investigate because a lot of stuff is obfuscated and it's not any normal way. You know, you go to look at a computer system and only the right things are wiped out instead of like the whole thing isn't wiped out. It's just specific things that so would be does, incriminating. Does, does he indicate redacted. Yes, it redacted on the hard drive? Right. Does he indicate that he's in the know then? Enough, yes. So he, he's like, um, I think, a Mo- Murphy, Lieutenant Murphy from the books, that kind of person. Um, he knows enough to know that he doesn't know enough. So he's wise. He's not, he's not a straight. He is in the know. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell him, I was like, I, I know more, but I need you to do something for me first. I need you to look in my eyes. Uh, he um he takes a deep breath like he knows what you're talking about and he'll look back at you right and we're doing a soul gaze we're doing a soul gaze and you spend a lot of time looking into men's eyes (laughs) yes i do (laughs) slowly gazing deeply into him um making all right right, let me get this guy here we get this not that there's anything wrong with that i got this number four i got one nice so i learned two concrete things about him Succeed with style? Focus. Um, well, with this one, it's specific on right. what you get. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Uh, it's specific which approach you things. can use. Um, all right. So this guy, uh, I'm going to do it as the way they, they talk about the soul gaze in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more imagery is what, it is. what I'd like to say. Um, excuse me. So this guy is, um, you see him... He's riding the white horse in the front of the FBI. He's a crusader for what he does. So he's a true believer. Yeah, for what he does, for sure. But the other thing you learn about him is he also knows that not everything is handled within the law. So he's riding the white horse, but he also has a sawed-off shotgun so on his with, shoulder. So with that... With that, Say not everything is handled. I mean, not everything should be handled. Right, not he, everything he, he, he can knows. Be handled. Right, so he's carrying in the vision. He's carrying an illegal firearm while crusading. Sometimes you'd have to. Yeah, sometimes you have to step outside. So with that, with that validation, I will share with him the imagery that we um, received. Um, okay. The the portrait. The okay. You know the various photos, periodicals, and whatnot. I said I don't know how. This guy connects to the Moreland thing yet, but I, he does. So he, um, now, did you share with him that you're a wizard? I do not. But he's going to know with the okay. third eye, and he's going to know something happened. Right. Um, um, and in that, in that, I will, you know, in, in the soul gaze, you know, he, he will definitely see that I believe in truth, justice, in the American way. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, big red S on your shoulder. On your shoulder? Yeah, why not? Yeah, on my shoulder. Because you don't have it on your chest. It's on exactly. your shoulder. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got, I got a pocket protector super, on my chest. Superman pauldrons. That's yeah. what it is. Um, so unknowing that, uh, he'll grab a paper file to show you a couple things. Okay. And in this paper file, it says um, uh, Frank, Louis, in quotes, Moreland. Uh, he opens it up, and there are a couple of fuzzy pictures in there that are most likely Bruce. So okay. the, the pictures are of Frank in clear focus with something out of focus next to him that's taller than him with a yellow on the top, white, and then black. So it's probably like the old silver daguerreotypes that you know, actually captured Bruce, Bruce's image. It could be. It, it, it's, 
It's really like it looks like when, it, when, right? a good, Mr. when a good camera shot. Mr. Guy always corrects my English. What was the thing? The stereotype. The Garia. The what? He's the stereotype. I'd call it a dagger type, but yeah. dagger type. That's what I've always. Oh said. yeah, I don't. But the, with this, but it looks totally like um, you know when you get when you see a, a photographer that gets a really good portrait and everything outside of the the initial image is out of focus. That's what this picture feels like. But the only thing out of focus is this this tall person, this tall thing next to Moreland. So there are pictures of it's like security camera footage. Them walking into the same building, walking out of the same building, and on every one of them, this. The, the figure next to him is just enough out of focus that you couldn't place it. But the colors are right. So it's yellow on the top, white, and then black. And it's tall. And is this blacked out because of redaction or because no, no, he's this is just with the magic? Th- this is actual printed pictures, printed images. Hmm. And um, it's mainly because now that, that um, Cooper recognizes Cletus as a wizard, he's not going to go searching through stuff on his computer while he's there. He doesn't want any technology going awry. So he has enough knowledge to know that. Uh, so the, the folder he brings out has some of that in it. And the idea here is when you shared the images, he says that's probably who we're looking at in these pictures. So the word is, the O is silent. It's daguerreotype. Yeah, daguerreotype. Yeah, just looked it up. Okay. <laughs> but hey. Because I was like, what? New vocab. I hate when the O is silent. I want to hear it. Right? Yeah. I like hearing <laughs> O's too. has an O face. It's just, <laughs> I want to hear that. Well, I mean, the kids are sleeping. <laughs> See, that silent O that Kurt's doing, it's just not, I mean, it's, it's attractive. It's just not as appealing. <laughs> Is it not as fulfilling? Do you feel like you're not getting it? Yeah. Um, it's better when they have a silent then? O? I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, so what, el- what, what else do you want with, uh, and you know what, hold on, let me finish, because you were going to him with information for Moreland, and I was trying to share more between what Jamie and Cletus find. All right, so within that, especially going through um, the FBI, um, the outfit, which is what they call themselves, the authorities have called them the upstate underworld. Internally, they call themselves the outfit. Um, This group has gotten big enough that the outfit in Atlanta is currently trying to take them over. And Louis... Uh, Frank Moreland has been working extra hard to recruit more muscle and has recently reached out to local security forces to get more people involved and has tried to open a new Gold's Gym, which was, you know, uh, kind of railroaded for a few moments or, or speed bumped until you guys stepped in and cleared the way for him. Hey, Victor, you want to go undercover? As what? Security. I think I can do it. You want to join the outfit? Sure. Want to join the outfit. Would be the first an interesting thought. It's <laughs> yeah. going undercover. Let's see if we can figure it out. So let like me it. let me give me a, like a few seconds. Um, let me just make sure I have, give you all the information I want. Um, oh, the other part that that um, Cooper will tell Cletus is that as far as they can tell, no significant crime goes down between Atlanta and Charlotte without Frank Moreland either knowing about it or being involved. So anything you hear of that's gone wrong, chances are he's been involved in it in some way or knows about it. They've been able to trace almost everything either back to him or seen him, seen him or his associates in the area of things that go bad. Okay. More than just, you know, shoplifting, actual significant criminal yeah. activity. Um, and I think that's probably going to be it. Um, oh, they can't prove it, but anyone who has challenged him since he took over 10 years ago has disappeared. They can't prove 
bad stuff. They can't prove uh, malfeasance. Foul play. Foul play. He covers Foul his tracks. It was definitely multiple <laughs> murders of all. But it seems like they get a plane ticket to somewhere and then never show up, or <laughs> no one sees them again. Japanese lady takes her place. The Japanese lady takes her place. <laughs> they all turn into to elderly Japanese people. <laughs> Every single one of them. So they get fitted for cement shoes. Yes. But I think that is the information I wanted to give. So let me recap for those who are taking notes. Yeah. Um, he's the leader of the up- upstate underworld. They call themselves the Outfit. He showed up 10 years ago, beat the old boss to death with a Louisville slugger. He's been called Louis since. Um, he's kept any opposition squashed by um, making sure they disappear. And uh, they've gotten big enough in the area that it looks like Atlanta is getting ready to try and absorb them. And Louis has been working extra hard to add loyal muscle and started reaching out to local security agencies. So can we assume that Louis wants to stay on top and take out the Atlanta boss? It's a possibility. Do we want now to play FBI, both sides the, of this? Is, say Cletus were to ask this when he was at the FBI, we'll pretend he does. Um, the, the outfit in Atlanta is way too big. There's no way that, that uh, Louis would be able to knock them out. Of course, they probably would have said that 10 years ago as well, but they don't think that, that they think it's more likely that Atlanta will take over in this area, in the Greenville area, the upstate, they don't want that influence in here and the fbi guy cooper he doesn't want to give up the case if if atlanta takes over then it'll be yeah. a cross-state thing and somebody else is going to be involved and he'll probably lose his position trying to figure this all out and as a crusader he definitely does not want to lose all of the advantage he has he doesn't want to lose the case so, so what are you guys thinking in in this case is not the enemy of my enemy my friend that's what I'm thinking. Do you want to play both ends with Atlanta? Do we want to drive to Atlanta? Like, I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask uh, Cooper, Mr. Cooper yeah. here, um, Special Agent Cooper, you know, hey, is, is, do you know a way to contact the Atlanta outfit to find out uh, maybe we can get some more information from them? You know, um, they have one of their representatives staying in town. Keeping an eye on uh, Louis. Okay. Frank. Is he in the, the new Aloft or something? Now that you said it, yes. What is that? Aloft? Yeah. It's that new hotel, hotel they hotel built downtown. Well, great. That's where he is. Sure. What, uh, what are we going to call the Atlanta? Is it the syndicate? Or? There, I'm still going to call it the outfit. There's just the Atlanta outfit, the upstate outfit, and the Charlotte outfit. Hmm. So just to make it easy on me. They, they call, that's what they call themselves. Okay? It's one big criminal organization with somebody over top of the whole thing. Ah, okay. So it's a casual outfit, so a formal outfit. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the small, we, the smallest group calls themselves the birthday. The suit. representative. Yeah. Uh, do we have a, a a name to call him? Uh, Johnny Slick. Johnny Slick. Yeah. So I, when I get back with the group, I will um, confer with Jamie, and like, listen, you know, not sure how used to greasing palms you are. But there's a gentleman by the name of Johnny Slick at the um, at the Aloft in downtown Greenville who um, who might know more about Frank Moreland than uh, we do, and uh, not really sure. Is that something that you're willing to? You mean to talk to Johnny directly? To talk to Mister Slick, yeah. Find out, find out a little bit more. You know, find out what our 
the enemy of our enemy knows and whether he's willing to divulge anything. Sure. Oh. I can talk to him. See where we can. Okay. See what we can find out. That wouldn't be like it's just you're setting up a business meeting. That's it's one one business person meeting with another business person. Yeah, you got to What what would you say Johnny Slick's business is? In order to set up this business meeting, there's got to be some commonality. Well, I would I know a bunch of people at Loft. Okay. Because it's kind of a, you know, new relatively hot hotel in town, so it has the word loft in it. It's got to be fancy. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I would know the general manager. I would know at least one of the bartenders. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, because you said that, I'll need you to make up names. Sure. All right. Um, and so let's do that. Tell me how you would go about arranging this meeting. Because first off, he might not be registered under the name Johnny Slick. Just to say that out there. Yeah. It's probably um, safe, but. Yeah. It's probably Johnny L. Slick. Um. <laughs> His first name is Johnson. <laughs> no, well, he's got a, <laughs> does he have a slick Johnson? Ooh. Well, you're talking about having, me having a grease palms and Johnny Slick. And there, nice. You knew lube was going to be worked into the episode Your at some point. Did it. <laughs> um, Your so husband been worked the lube in. The GM at Aloft is actually um, an old acquaintance, Wesley Shower. I had to give him a last name. Wesley. I like Wesley, though. That's good. Yep. S-H- S-C-H-U-E-R. Kind of a German. Shower. Shower. Uh, and I know him because he used to be the assistant manager at the West Quinsett, which is an old Greenville okay. hotel where I would be much more likely to hang out than a loft, generally. Um, they have really good bourbons in the lobby at the West End, So uh, when Jamie needs a drink, it's a place that he likes to go. Okay. Uh, but Wesley got hired over when, because the loft is not local, um, and he got okay. hired over to manage it as a new hotel. And so I actually know him pretty well. And so he's the GM. He knows who's staying in his hotel. And regardless of how the guy's checked in, if he's got connections in Atlanta and people coming to see him, I, unless you tell me otherwise, I'm mean, no, no, for it. He would know. Because you said that, that just makes it easy. Yes. Right, so. so he knows that this guy from, from a, a wealthy man from a less desirable element is staying at his hotel. And then, um, okay, so I could call him up and say, hey, you know, hey, Wes, I, uh, I'm going to owe you my Callens for this one, but uh, yeah. I, need, I need you to get me some room info or a phone number for someone that's staying with you. Well, great. Tell me when we can expect to book you in a party again, and <laughs> I'll be happy to share some information. That's no problem. Our uh, booking's a little light this month. I, I would think you guys would be swamped. Now, it's nice when, um, when we can get one of the upstate to join us rather than someone from out of town. Well, we can definitely take care of that. Uh, yeah. I've got some people I need Maybe to. Maybe you can get a little family gathering, a little social gathering over uh, here. I'd be fine. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll buy some really nice wines for me. How, how, how will that do? That would work, too. Great. All right. Listen. So what can I expect? 50, 100 people? We oh, can no, reserve no. a special room Smaller for group, but expensive wines. Oh, uh, great. Great. So, um, and you wanted something, too. I did. I did. Uh, and I, I need it pretty quick, but uh, okay. I really need to talk to a guy from Atlanta uh, who's staying with you. He goes by Johnny Slick. I have no idea how he would have booked him, but he's going to be a, a wise guy from down yeah. there. Long, long, heavy sigh. <sighs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, Philip Summers is currently in one of our executive suites, and <laughs> that's the guy who you want to talk to. Yes. Philip Summers. I knew that wasn't his real name. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Um, so awesome. what we can do is we can arrange maybe for some maintenance in his room and uh, have him in the lobby for you if you want. As long as you don't make a scene. You know what, Wes? Uh, I, th I tell you what. Oh, can you Thank tell you. him? Tell him who I am. Tell him I'd like to meet with him. I want to be up and up. Okay. And uh, I'll make sure it's extra good wine at that party. Great. Where do you T want to tell meet him? Tell him I won't waste his time. Uh, we'll send. We'll send a uh, a telegram to the room. Well, essentially, right? I'll say. Uh, I'll say. Uh, listen, I, I don't want to. I want to keep this away from you. Tell him I'll meet him in the lo in the lobby at uh, at the Westin by the bar. <laughs> and yes, he would actually laugh. <laughs> Outstanding. Yes. Um, yeah. How about uh, let hi let him pick pick the time anytime tomorrow evening. Okay. Um, how will he reach you to let you know the time? Uh, Wes has my cell phone number. Okay. So he can text me or okay. call me. Um, that's good then. All right, we'll get the message. And the, the, let's, let's say the short of it is um, you get a response back and it shows up as a text on your phone Same. from an unknown number. It doesn't come from Wes. Uh, and it says uh, 7.18 p.m. <laughs> Not 7.20. Nope. Not 7.15. And that's it. 7 colon 1 8 capital P capital M. And that's yeah. what you receive on your phone and that's from for, unknown number. Right, and that's for tomorrow night. Yeah. So, well, as far as you know, because yeah, yeah, you said tomorrow. I said tomorrow, so yeah. the idea was there was to have time to yeah. hang with my peeps and figure out what we want to do. <laughs> with my peeps. <laughs> After the, yes, we'll have a great party with expensive wines and my peeps will be there. Right. And at the same time, um, I would actually call back, not to, I wouldn't bother Wesley with it directly, yeah. but I would call back to one of his assistants and, sure. and I would book one of the private uh, wine cellar rooms for, cool. you know, Five weeks from now, yeah, for twenty people. Sounds good. All right. Throw down a five grand favor for it. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Favors back and forth amongst the uh, the people who have monies is, is and those who cater to them. Yes. And the world turns. And the world turns as the world as turns. As the world turns. Like sand, sand through, through the, the hourglass. hourglass. So are the days <laughs> of our lives. So, um, uh, all right, so what's the next steps, guys? Well, I mean, my thought would be, but I would want to talk about it with you guys, yep. is the play is actually very straightforward, which is um, that there's some things happening here that aren't in the best interests of Greenville and that my family's been here forever and we don't want it to continue in this way and it seems like my interests and your interests might be aligned on this. What do you, uh, you know, can we talk about what to do with, with Louie? But you guys want to have that conversation first yeah yeah is everyone, yeah, I'm everyone about in agreement on the meeting and how you want to handle tax. it right, right. yeah I, mean, I don't think i'm not worried about getting jumped by him in the western lobby or anything i mean i'm just asking him for for me to talk about something that would be of mutual interest to us yeah i mean if it's positioned correctly if i understand how these organizations work is that mr slick is more than likely here looking for inroads and you could represent one of those inroads. Right. So, I mean, he's not gonna, they're not going to show up completely unannounced and have no infrastructure in place. Right. So I guess my question is, how far are you willing to work with this gentleman? Well, another question is, you know, Frank, we don't have any, or Louis, we don't have any reason to think that he's supernatural, but his place mm -hmm. is being used by Champagne and Bruce and... 
so there's some connection there. And does Atlanta have similar connections? Is well, there's also the supernatural aspect of the security companies being turned into automatons. Right. And so what does Johnny know about this, if anything? Like, yeah, that's my interest because I don't really care what gangsters are up to half the time because they're all the same. Exactly. From my experience. Nice. And, so you know. it, it sounds like you guys are putting pieces together. I kind of want to do this as somebody do a, an insight role kind of thing. So let's do that. Um, maybe as a collaborative thing. You know what? There's four people. Each of you roll a die. Oh, good. And who has the highest focus? I have a three. Have All right. So we'll, you, we'll use that three piece. as your modifier. And each person roll a Blank. die. Roll and I'm going to compare it to this number. I have five. Minus one for me. So minus one, minus one, plus zero. So minus one, plus your, minus your, plus so your focus. So we have a okay. two. And then we're good. I was just going to <coughs> do a couple stitches for you guys, but it, we're fine as is. I was just thinking, with everyone putting stuff together, I might give you a clue that may have gotten overlooked or something, but we're good. You guys aren't doing bad at all. I was just going to well, stitch a couple things together. Well, it makes sense that we together. wouldn't stitch some of this because um, we're more connected from Greenville North. So well, it yeah. makes sense that we wouldn't know. Well, much my about thought Atlanta. was with the four of you sitting together talking this way about the things you know so far, something could come up. Right. And I'm not saying it hasn't. I'm just saying for me, I was going to add to it. That's all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't want to spill beans to the Atlanta outfit about supernatural things that it may not know about that we yeah. can save to use for later. <laughs> On the other hand, if it comes up in conversation. So let me ask another question here, or a different question. Um, You've taken some time to investigate Frank Moreland, so the upstate underworld. Right. Is anybody going to look into the Atlanta one before you go talk to the guy? Yeah, I mean, I was going to... I, I, thought, I thought I had done that with Cooper. Well, um, he just said that they wanted to take over. Okay. I, I mean, as Is far it, as I remember, there wasn't any, well, what about them question. Okay. It was, I said they wanted to take over because it's gotten big enough now that they feel like there's like a, I don't know, maybe it's a thorn in their side or something and they want to get rid of it before it gets world, a big deal. So in this world, sorry, would it be obvious that, to, I mean, the Atlanta outfit is much bigger than the Greenville one. Would they have to have supernatural connections and minions in use or is that not, I don't, I don't know how it works in this world. Well, I mean, with, within this world, typically um, you're not going to rise in the ranks without being in the know. Um, yeah, there are there are there are people in the upper echelons of the government. There are people who are in the upper echelons of local government that you know are aware or at least suspect. And I guarantee you, the criminal element is more in tune with that than anyone else. Especially with um, the, I believe this is after the thirteenth or fourteenth book. Yeah, so it's the, after the, the Fomor have come up from the oceans yeah. and are actively recruiting and turning people into them. But what you can think about for this is that's not really not going to play a part in it because to me that just makes it more complicated than we need it right now. It's something yeah. that could happen later. Yeah. I just but the, if I if I mentioned yeah. uh, zombie to this guy, would he think I was crazy? Or would he be like, yeah, of course there's supernatural around. Like, In the way this world works, you would expect him to treat you like you're crazy even if he does know. Okay. And Mickey, I think I cut you off. I apologize. I was just wondering, as part uh, along the vein of, in you know, investigating the Atlanta outfit, should we put out feelers to our contacts to see if there've been any weird um, events with supernatural creatures, you know, crimes or etc. That 
have been uncovered that people couldn't really piece together that were co are connected to this outfit? Because that would give us mm -hmm. insight into whether or not they have supernatural people. Yeah, I mean, that would be true. Yeah. There'd, there'd be links there. I mean, we could always ask among the little folk as well. So you're looking in general. So make a, uh, I guess that would be a focus roll. Mm-hmm. You're, well, what, it, what would you normally roll if you have a, something specific for your network? Well, if I want to figure out... Because this I've wouldn't be part the of page. the hunt. This wouldn't be part of your No, it wouldn't be Bruce. part of the pursuit right. for the Bruce. Pursuit, right. I'm simply asking my contacts, hey, yeah. those of you in Atlanta, have you noticed any weird supernatural right. beings or things that you've had to put down that are connected to this outfit? Okay. So let's do that as, uh, it sounds to me like it would be, uh, folk, well, I guess it'd be focus, or what would the other one be? Um, trying to remember. Uh, focus makes sense approach, there it is. Um, uh, I guess it'd be focus or intellect would be my guess. Mm. Intellect makes more sense. Yeah, I think intellect. Yeah. Solving context, complex problems, accounting for multiple factors at once. Intellect makes more sense. You know, that actually would have made more sense for when I was saying trying to piece together stuff. But plus three was our highest number regardless. But yeah, intellect. Accounting for multiple factors at once, solving complex problems that... 131. Really fit. Page 131 if you want to get to your character. Thank you. Um, I've got... I rolled a one and my intellect is a two. Okay. So... There we go. Do you beat a three? Or is that a three? It is a three. All right. So we match. And when it's a match, a tie... Um, well, in this case, I think you're trying to create an advantage. Yeah, I have one Right, because you're trying to get some information, give you an advantage. So in creating an advantage, a tie is you get a boost if creating a new aspect or treat as success if looking for existing. Um, this is existing. Because of the information I'm going to give you, it is existing. Um, what you get, the general feeling you get is that... Um, more than just the underworld, there are more players that are trying to get to the upstate because of something that was recently uncovered. Is it part of Bruce's aspect of part of a larger organization? Not directly. Not directly. No. So there's um, else. This actually, and I'll say it because this goes back to our beginning, where yep. one of the things that was happening in our world was this gateway had gotten uncovered. And it just seems like the information you're getting is, yeah, sure, Atlanta wants to muscle in, but it's not just the Atlanta outfit. It's also other aspects, both natural, supernatural. It just seems like there's some gravitation towards um, the upstate, and specifically in our area of Greer, where something recently has been uncovered and people are vying for control of that thing. Okay. That's the feeling you get. And you can then you know, draw the lines right to what we had started with. Something's drawing th people and things to the upstate. Yeah. The yep. other thing I wanted to bring up, sorry, Kurt, no, no. while we were chatting was, you're going to go meet um, Slick on your own. While you're doing that, do the rest of us, or maybe two of us, want to go break into his room to see what we find there? That's That'd actually easy pretty damn arrange. cool. That'd yes, easy to arrange. Yeah. Do we have to break in, or can we get your boy to hook us up with a key? Yeah, we can just get a key. Yeah. Get um, you guys can just dress as hotel people because one, that one, would be cool. One more housekeeping. Of, housekeeping. You won't even have to do that. <laughs> one more bottle of uh, no, Chateau Lafitte no, Rothschild. Yeah. And he'll, be, uh, he'll just give us the key. Yeah. Um, 
we we need to do some basic quick Google searching on just the Atlanta outfit structure, who the key players are above Johnny. I mean, mm-hmm. just enough that. Well, with a with a quote unquote quick Google search, all you're going to see is rumors that people post on different sites and what have you. And I'll just give you information like that. There, um, over the, the over the last five years or so, it's a ruthless group who is just looking to go well beyond the underworld and and you don't want to mess with them they're they're nasty is they, there a, they are they are like violent overly aggressive people are dying for no reason kind of thing and these are these are the blog posts you read from people whose families were affected by unnecessary violence and it, it's a, there's a lot of anger towards how the authorities have been unable to do anything to this outfit in Atlanta the criminal element is run amok in Atlanta. Awesome. So do we want to meet uh, this episode or next episode? Let's take a couple more minutes here. Um, let, let's continue to talk about the information we already know. So we know that one of the next steps, you're going to go see Johnny. What else, what else might people be wanting to prepare for? Because he's going to say something. But aside from whatever he's going to say, we're waiting probably for another day or two to get some information back from the Vatican and the White Council. Um, Mickey's been able to, uh, through Mora, has been able to um, get some information pretty quickly from her network because all these people can just immediately look at stuff and tell you. Um, you don't necessarily need people going through libraries and stuff. Uh, what other, if any, what other leads do you guys want to look at before? I'd like to know if we could find out anything more about this gateway that was uncovered. Uh, I'm kind of with Father Bartok here. Um, I think I feel like we've lost track of that. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> my original to bring it back in. <laughs> my original purpose was, you know, to come here to help guide any warlocks who. If, I don't think I've I don't think I've explained why I was stationed here. Um, the children here are there, there. There's been a rash of magical children here in the Upstate, and. The what do you mean by a rash of magical children? Um, huge uptick, like well outside of what we ex- see in normal society throughout the ages. So we think that the White Council, being the collective we, the royal we that we're ta- speaking of, um, think that whatever hears in the Upstate that got unearthed has caused uh, more children to develop the talent. Okay. There's a disturbance of the force. Gotcha. Yes. Um, so let's say just for oddball numbers, one in a hundred kids might exhibit any kind of magical talent. It's right. more like twenty. Oh, okay. It's a huge uptick. Like it's 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 a problem, and that is why I've been a school resource officer, so I can in you know see, you know, spitball the size of a soccer ball hits a teacher in the face. Where did it come from? <laughs> You know I, mean? I like the imagery there. <laughs> Some kid just spits his spitball and it turns into like this big wad of exactly. nasty. You want to c- catch him before they teach her in the face. Yeah, I mean, before they start doing things yeah. that will cause them to have to be killed or get recruited by somebody nefarious. Exactly, oh, that could happen too. Yeah. Um, so I mean, With- if, if if you're if you're looking to make an army, impressionable kids are oh, yeah. um, impressionable kids with talents they don't understand yet. Oh yeah. better. Firestarter. Would I ever... That was a good movie. Yeah. Again, this is my, my character, but would Jamie ever inquire of or 
talking directly to the Earl King about this type of stuff, or does the no. Earl King just come to me? Nah, you just get used when you need to be used. Okay. You, you are a, autonomous you're a tool. for the most yeah, part. You're a tool. You're a tool. Yeah. <laughs> when you need, when somebody needs the hammer from yeah. the drawer, they'll reach for you. In the meantime, <laughs> so you're the a Earl woodsman. King, the Earl King's like my wife; just uses me when uh, <laughs> when I need to be used. <laughs> what a great way! To I can't end make an any inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Um, we are going to wrap up this ap- episode. I have used you all for yet another hour, yeah. and we will finish up this episode. And we'll be back with the next one soon. In the meantime, I just, I just want you to cuddle. Just cuddle. Please, you have to use me. Just cuddle. We will end this episode on a cuddle. Bye bye. And a The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.